Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Glib Shark, the podcasting madness of three people and the shark of their dreams. Our hosts include Jack Jengaship Edithel. Lauren Oboe Crazy Urban, and Jonathan Roadblock Cerna. Dive in as they chat with interesting people across the internet and generally talk about really geeky things. Be a chum and join us, won't you? It's time for Glib Shark. But, uh, but most boring show ever. Oh, God. Okay, so... Let's actually, let's, because I don't think we're getting over, so let's just get started. Hi, hey, I'm Jonathan. Hi, I'm Jack. And, and we are, we are Glib Shark. Shark. They said in unison. Hopefully that's in unison. I really hope it is. Anyway, go, go on. Go on. <laughs> oh, man. So this week we are talking about PAX Prime. My sixth, PAX, East. PAX Prime. PAX East. So right off the bat, quality error there. But PAX <laughs> East, my sixth PAX East. Can you believe it? I've been to every one of these. And Jonathan's going to come this time around too, as he was last year. We're going to talk about all the cool stuff we'll be doing and all the cool people we're looking forward to seeing and hopefully talking to some cool people who'll be going there or have memories of PAX they want to share with us. 215-486-2125 or Skype Jenga ship if you have the Skype. And we're really excited to be talking about uh, talking about PAX East and some other stuff. But real quick, your, your comment about the, the quality testing of this show being the most boring thing ever kind of reminded me of the latest uh, John Oliver uh, big topic that he did on America's crumbling infrastructure <laughs> and how infrastructure gets destroyed in these big summer movies. But when it comes down to actually like talking about and getting funding for infrastructure, it's really boring and it actually doesn't happen. And at the end, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, at the end of his segment, he has a trailer for Infrastructure the Movie featuring people like uh, Patrick Wilson and, um, oh, the one guy from, he's in a lot of stuff. He was in like The Leftovers and uh, a bunch of other things. He's like some character actor. And then Edward Norton was in it as well. And there's a big special guest star that I won't spoil. But anyway, so it's like an entire trailer of infrastructure inspectors. <laughs> and how, like, if things get exciting, they've done their job incorrectly. Or they haven't done their job. Justin Thoreau? Was that the person? It was not. No, it was. I would have, I would have known Justin Thoreau. And I wouldn't right. call Justin Thoreau a character actor. I got you. Character actor. Who's the character actor in there, though, on this list? Michael Gatson, Max Carver, Charlie Carver, Annie Q? No. Anyway, doesn't matter. But yeah, man, John Oliver is one of the greatest sat- – he's like the Jonathan Swift of our time. He really is. Like, his second season has been every bit as strong as his, uh, as his last. Uh, the tobacco segment that he did, scathing. Just absolutely scathing. Take that, big tobacco. Oh, my God. What is that? Oh, that was me closing a door because I finally joined. Oh, yay. Hey, it's Onovo. Hey, I've got a couple minutes and I thought I'd join and and say boo to Big Tobacco. 
Fair enough. The lovely, the talented, the amazing Oboe Crazy here to do a little something we call This Week in Geek? He said with a question mark? Uh, <laughs> um, if not, that's cool. Not really? No, no. Yeah. I, well, we no, got once, other stuff we can once talk again, about. I am, that's geeky. That's awesome, because I have a couple of minutes to talk, but I don't have anything for This Week in Geek because, oh my god, I haven't been home. <laughs> a busy season is busy. Yeah, it's... It's been a little crazy, and I've, I've missed you guys. But I will say, um, and and I won't give details, of course, but uh, plane flights have been booked, so I will hopefully see the both of you soon. Yay! Uh, I'm waiting to book my, <laughs> my flights for information on, on specific uh, accommodations, we'll say. Event redacted. <laughs> Event name redacted. Event name redacted. <laughs> Event name redacted that no one's talking about, but but at least all of our audience knows that at some point we're going to get to see each other. That's yeah, absolutely. And point of, and, and I'm going to take this opportunity to reasons rib, unknown. Yes, I'm going to take the opportunity to rib rib uh, uh, the host here about getting getting some information for us for for accommodations. Oh gosh! I'm yes, working on a million things, yes. and uh, yes. the sooner I can get something, the better. Yes. All right, all right. I'm working on it. As soon as I have information, <laughs> I will communicate it to the relevant people for event name redacted. Hooray! Yeah. Oh, like actually, okay. So I don't know why I thought of this, but um, uh, we had had a discussion about Toastmasters a few weeks ago, maybe even a few months ago. And I had mentioned, hey, I'm not sure if my workplace actually has a Toastmasters. Well, it turns out we do. And awesome. they're having an open house next week. Go. And I'm totally going to go. You should totally go. Nice. I am a six I am six ribbons in to my competent communicator. So uh, that I don't means, know what like, that means. It just, it's sort of like I don't a program. Know what that is. It's one of the programs Toastmaster offers for beginners. Sort of like you have 10 speeches at the compete, and I've done six of them already. And I'm, I may be competing in a local competition uh, in, for the uh, chapter that's in Delaware and Maryland. So uh, more on that later or mm. never. But, uh, but I'm pretty excited. Like it's so much fun. Jonathan, if they offer to ta- table topics, you have to, have to, have to volunteer. Okay. Telling you now. Do it, man. <laughs> so, okay. So since I don't know really anything about Toastmasters, and I'm sure at this open house they will tell me some of it, do I get to choose the topic that I get to talk on? or It gets is, chosen for you. Or okay. you'll pick them out of the hat or something like that. However they do it. But you'll have fun with it because you can think on the fly and you're a funny guy and you've been holding down a podcast for a few years now. So you, I expect you to kill it and to bring home the ribbon. Hey, what's that phone number again? I'm going to tweet it out again. Oh, yeah. 215-486-2125. How much bullshit can go into a Toastmasters toast? Oh, mine? Or, gosh, it's just sort of off the cup, so a certain amount. I mean, it's a work thing, so you can't really cuss, but uh, but a decent amount. I mean, you oh, could probably... Okay. Uh, I have found, and, and sometimes this works out and sometimes it doesn't, but they, there are lots of ways to hilariously not cuss. And I, it, it takes a lot of thought for me to come up with something like that. Like when I'm, when I'm talking, it's usually a lot easier to just say, for example, apropos of nothing, God damn it, Izzy. <laughs> but, but there's always a cleverer way. Like instead of saying, 
uh, fuck you and that legendary engram you just got, Lauren. You, I'm sure there's a, there's a much better and eloquent, more eloquent way to say that. I just, it, it's going to be challenging for me to, to come up with that. But I, I am aware of that of the fact that you can be just as funny and just not cuss. It's Home Star like Runner when you're watching. Yeah, it's like when you're watching Crash Course and John Green will say uh, about how you can say the word ass as long as you're talking about a donkey. And so when oh. he says a long ass time, he's just talking about a really big donkey. Or the way he uses the word screwly pooping to talk about loving. About the sexy times. Sexy times. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I love me some Crash Course, actually. I'm working on anatomy right now. Nice. Yeah. yeah, their their uh, world history has been a lot of fun and yeah. it's, it's always good to re-listen to because you're never going to get everything in one lesson. I feel like the PBS ones, so the ones that are sponsored by PBS Digital Studios, um, are a little bit different. But uh, the politics and government one's pretty solid. Astronomy, eh, could be better to be honest. But uh, Yeah, the astronomy one is very clearly – you know, a, a lot of the PBS ones. And I think Phil Platt does a really good job, but I, I get the sense that those are aimed at a younger audience. Whereas the, the YouTube ones are people anywhere, you know, college age uh, or even high school age and after like, so it, it kind of dives a little deeper, but the, the astronomy ones I really enjoy, but it's definitely basic astronomy that he hasn't said anything yet that I haven't gone. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that from basic science, but you know, they're really well done, and he's very engaging. They're just simple. Bring back Newton's apple with Hank Green as the host. Yeah, it might come back. You never know. Speaking oh, of, uh, of PBS and the, the connection to what I'm about to bring up, it will be made plain in just a second. But have you guys been watching House of Cards? I saw all yeah. of season three last weekend. Awesome. I am... We're probably going to try and, and knock out another episode tonight, and then tomorrow we will finish. But if you're at all familiar with House of Cards, you need to see the Sesame Street preview or uh, parody. Oh, House of Bricks. House it. of Bricks as, is one of the most brilliant pieces of parody I've ever seen. Like, whoever did the wolf for Frank Underwolf <laughs> was absolutely incredible. Nailed it spot on. I mean, just it was so great. It just as a fan of the show, seeing him was like, they say that Washington has too much pork, and I could not agree more. And then he does his little like fist pound on the desk. Oh man, so good. <laughs> it's the little things. It's really yeah. one of the best like parodies Sesame Street's done in years, maybe decades. Oh, it's I so good. I have to look it up. I've I've seen all of two or three episodes of House of Cards. Um, it's just not my thing, although I, I can recognize it's really well done. And I happen like on a weird side note, the episodes I've seen of House of Cards have either been season uh, premieres or season finales. I just happen to be in the room when one of those is going on and I don't care about spoilers. Um, so maybe I'll have to go and watch it just to just to enjoy it. Yeah. It's, I think it's a slow burn. Like, yeah. The definitely every season, the beginning and end are by far the strongest parts of the season. And yeah. both season one and two are like that. So it's you kind of have to tolerate the stuff in the very middle before it starts kind of ramping up to the season finale. But it's a good journey. I, I think it's not quite as strong as as the big boys, your wire, your breaking bad. 
uh, stuff like that. But it's still, it's good television. It's it's great television. And it's definitely good to see Netflix being able to pull something like that off season after season because it it gives me hope for some of the Marvel stuff that's coming that are the one shots. And also just in general of finally being able to break free of cable TV. You know, it's been hard when I tell people I watch this show on this Internet channel or on this show on this YouTube channel or this on here. I think people are slowly starting to understand that, no, it doesn't have to be ABC, NBC, CBS or Fox in order to consider it a show of really high quality and standards. And I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, that'll, since it's what, third season you said? Yeah, this yeah. is season yeah. three for that and uh, Orange is the New Black in, in June. In June, yeah. Yeah, so that's three in strong seasons from everything that I've heard. You know, when you're sometimes lucky to get half of a good season off of a, a regular television show. So I, I, I may not personally enjoy the show because it's not my cup of tea, but I like the fact that it's succeeding just for that fact alone. And it yeah. just means that more stuff is going to come out uh, in, that, in that format. Did you guys see the community trailer? I did. No. So oh, man, Keith David steals every scene he's in. It re- he really does. And I am not a big community fan. I can count the number of episodes I've seen on one hand. But that trailer was brilliant. We're talking about parodies. It was a great parody of the Age of Ultron trailer. And it was I actually it got me got me thinking and I actually wanted to rewatch the original Age of Ultron trailer because I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, Age of Ultron is like in two months. Yes, it is super, super soon. It is oh, like God, insanely I'm, soon. I'm already starting to make plans for like, where am I going to go to see this at midnight? And like, am I going to be able to get, uh, I was visiting Luke the other day or yesterday and we were, I was talking to him about specifically going to see Age of Ultron. I'm like, I need to figure out if I can come up and we can go at like a midnight showing on Thursday because I have a gig on Friday. And he's like, ah, you know, I might just wait a couple of days. And I'm like, I can't. I don't think I li- I physically can wait. No, no. I think I need to see this at midnight, you know, Thursday to Friday, and and I need to be there. So it's one of the things. And then like- I can just be that lone geek in the back of the room that every time Hawkeye does something awesome goes woo. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting because I'm pretty sure my local theater is going to do a seven or nine o'clock showing on Thursday, which is what they've been doing for th- for bigger things like the Marvel movies and stuff like that. It's very rare that we actually get true midnight shows. But yeah. I, I think the biggest decision for me is, do I want to see it in IMAX 3D, which I'm less impressed by the IMAX but, uh, or the 3D and more impressed by just IMAX and it just being there and, it, and it's my favorite theater, or do I want to suck it up, pony up the money, and sit in the balcony where I can also order food and drinks. And I have a reserved seat, so I don't have to stay in line. I show up and give them my ticket. They escort me to my seat, and I'm done. I don't have to, ha- I don't have to worry about saving anything. I don't have to do anything else. All I have to do is just sit there and order more drinks that Jonathan, are named after Marvel heroes. I have three words for you. Treat yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think, okay, so I think I agree. Especially for this movie. So practically speaking, there is a there is a reason why I would not want to do the balcony since it is in a 
quote, standard auditorium and it's in the balcony, you're a little bit more disconnected with the screen. And I found that it was harder to get into movies like uh, X, like uh, X-Men Days of Future Past I saw there. And I, I'm wondering if that contributed to my middling opinion of the whole thing. Because I, honestly, like I thought X-Men First Class was way better than Future Past. I think Future Past did some good stuff, but it didn't, it didn't grab me the same way that First Class did. And I'm wondering if that had to do with, with the theater I was in. Perhaps. I don't know. I'm not, I'm going to try to not see Age of Ultron in 3D, mostly because of my continuing harrowing experiences with 3D, but it is very possible that I will have to simply because there's going to be a limited run of showings, you know, right Thursday night, Friday morning kind of thing. And it's very possible they're only going to show it in 3D. So I've I've kind of resigned myself to, um, I may have to put on the glasses if I want to go when I want to go. But I'm I'm hopeful that Joss Whedon knows how to do 3D right, and it's not going to be a crazy mess of I can't see what's going on, and I'm going to have a headache in two hours. Avengers, the original, I did see in IMAX 3D the first time, and I was actually impressed with the way the 3D conversion was because neither of these movies were shot in 3D. And the conversion for Avengers was really good. And it wasn't distracting. It actually, I think, enhanced the experience. It's one of the very few 3D experiences that I actually remember at all and, and, yeah. and remember fondly. So I think that speaks highly. I, I think we would probably get the same experience uh, with the 3D. I, I don't know. But mm. it's, it's one of those things. Like if I want to go to the IMAX right after work or maybe a couple of hours before, I have to be in that line. Absolutely. Oh, see, and if, and if I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, and if I'm going to be saving seats, then I have to be able to save seats for, for a little while. So I don't know. Yeah. I, my plan is to go to the Cinnabar, which will, uh, I'll be able to buy tickets in advance and I'm, it's a nice enough theater that I'm not as concerned about being in the line to make sure that I get, you know, prime seats. Pretty much every time I've gone, I'm, I'm such a musician that I have to show up so goddamn early that I tend to be the first person in the theater anyway. So, you know, my only concern with that is that I just get tickets for the show that I want. And I know for the Cinnabar, I'll just, I'll buy them uh, a couple weeks ahead of time and I'll be good. In fact, I, I might start looking to see when they're going to go up uh, this week because they may go up this week. Yeah. They, I'm I've been, so I've been keeping my, my eye on movietickets.com because that's where I, I buy the tickets for my theater. Uh, Cinnabar goes through Fandango. So yeah. I just keep an eye on that. Yep. But yeah, my hope is to see it in just IMAX it's, or just right, re- even just regular digital. Like I don't even really, I, I am not, uh, uh, I don't really care about all that kind of stuff. I want good audio quality and good video, video quality. And I want the experience of being in a movie theater for some of these movies, but like IMAX or the 3d or, you know, I, I saw the Hobbit in the 48 frames just because I was interested in the technology. But honestly, I, I don't really care about any of that. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine. And, and, and if I can come away, my understanding is age of Ultron is almost three hours isn't it clocking are they saying like two hours and 40 minutes or something like I, that i don't know i hadn't heard about a runtime but with all the stuff they have to do in that movie it's not it's one not surprising and two 
I, I think it'll be really telling if it doesn't feel like a two and uh, almost three hour movie. Yeah. Well, the first of how long was the first Avengers movie? I don't know. Hey, Connor, look up look up how long the first Avengers movie was. Please. Okay. I, I have I have a very vague memory, and I might be wrong, that the first Avengers movie was over two hours, and that this one is not that much longer, and that it's one of those well, of all the a lot of the other Marvel movies have been two and a half hours and nobody's complained because they have been so good. And I don't think anyone would say that the first Avengers felt like a long movie. I, I no, felt like it was too short. And the first Avengers, the yes. first Avengers yes. was, uh, 143 minutes. Also known as two hours and 23 minutes. Yeah, there we go. So this, what I'm, I seem to remember age of Ultron is clocking at two forty, which is only 20 minutes longer. Right. But it's there. That's, could potentially be either a lot of pork, like you know, going back to the, the House of Bricks discussion, or <laughs> or it could be really, really good. And I think yeah. there are plenty of movies where, like Wolf of Wall Street, if it had been 30 minutes shorter, I think it would have been a much better movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm. And, or, or even an hour shorter. Like that movie was just so bloated. And everyone is just like, oh, I loved Wolf of Wall Street. And I'm like, I'm with the guys who are disappointed that there weren't actually wolves eating people because that would have made that movie a lot more entertaining. Scorsese is a hack. I'll go on record on say, as saying that the last good movie he made was, uh, was Goodfellas. That's it. You just need people punching wolves. That's all. <laughs> well, listen, I have unfortunately got to go. I'll leave you gentlemen to talk about packs. Um, I wish I could be there with you guys. And once again, I'm going to just have to wish that I could be there for the whole hour for today and have lots of fun. Are both of you going? Yep, I'm going. Everyone in the room except you is going. Yeah, well, I, everyone in the room except me is staying because I'm leaving. So <laughs> I will talk to you later and I look forward to hearing about all of your incredible exploits next week. Bye, Obo. Bye, Obo. Bye. Well, I guess now is as good a time of any as any to talk about the, the PAXs. Oh, yeah, indeed. Like, So it's an abbreviated PAX for me, full disclosure. I don't have Friday off, but uh, I have a half day. So I'm going to drive up to, uh, to Boston probably Friday, stay all of Saturday, probably leave middle of Sunday and then drive back because I'm not taking really any – I flexed this week, so I'm not taking any time off for PAX because got stuff to do this year. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I, I almost wasn't going to go, to go to PAX this year. I thought, yeah, let me skip out this year. If any year were to skip, it would be this year because of all the stuff on my plate. But then I realized, you know, Boston's pretty close. It's a really easy way to see a lot of people I otherwise might not get the chance to. And I originally thought, well, let me just go and hang out with people after the con. And then it turns out, thanks to my dear friend Jonathan here, that there's a pass to be had. So at the very least, I'll be on the floor on Saturday. Yeah, and we're – I'm really looking forward to it. Uh and and the voice you heard earlier is our good friend Connor McRae, uh, Connor. Connor McRae Media, aka Dark Hello. Polar. Uh, it's actually funny that that uh, that you popped in and I introduced you as Connor, Connor, because when I was talking to Martha about the passes that you are graciously uh, providing for her and her son, uh, she I, I got to actually call her the other day because I was working on a video and I had like a typographical issue. So I, I had good reason to call her. And so when I was talking to her, I was like, yeah, uh, uh, Connor has your passes. So if for some reason I'm late, 
we'll work it out, but that's, that's going to be the source. And she's like, oh, that's great. What's his real name? <laughs> I'd already referred to you as Connor McRae, but no, her, uh, uh, like, like Magneto, your real name is the name you chose for yourself, Dark Bowler. Okay. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that's what I, I made sure when I picked that name, not really, but when I picked that name when I was 14, I have used it everywhere since. So I guess in the same way you are Roadblock, I am Dark Bowler. She actually, we were discussing emojis, and since I, my phone apparently doesn't interpret emojis, she was sending me screenshots of, of her phone and the emojis that she was supposedly sending to me. <laughs> I am roadblocking her phone. Like, this oh, is really? a woman who has been a really, really good friend for a long time. But no, I'm always going to be roadblocked, apparently. Uh, let you know a little secret. You're roadblocking my phone. Jack, what am I in your phone? God, I have to check. I'm pretty sure I have you down as your real name, but uh, let me look it up and I'll get back to you. Keep it rolling, guys. It, well, it, I'll say it's only it's only because by the time I actually started like having real RT friends and getting your phone numbers and everything, I already had about five Jonathans in engineering. So yeah, no distinguishing. That's legit. And like, what I would do is I would and and I haven't done this on this phone because. Since it's syncing with Google, it's it's actually hmm. if that person is on Google Plus, it'll actually like pull their real name somehow. I don't know. It's weird and kind of frightening. But what I used to do on previous phones is I would have the person's first name and then their handle in parentheses because there, I actually had a couple of Zacks in my phone and I one time drunk dialed the wrong one. Uh huh. And I meant to dr- I meant to drunk dial. Uh, Zach Warm Socks, and I accidentally drunk dialed Zach Zach, and I hadn't talked to Zach Zach in like years since, gosh, probably Akon in Dallas in like 2006. Shh. So he's like, hey, Roadblock, what's up? And I'm like, oh, nothing. <laughs> oh, man, I had not seen that guy since the one time he came to TO in 2009. Dude, he, no, he was there at, uh, at RTX last year. He, he was in the house. Was he? Yeah. yeah. He's the, one got he's the one who got everyone sick. Dude. You oh, that's Zach. In- I'm thinking of uh, Abandoned. No, not Abandoned. No, no, that's Ryan. What's his name? Bastion. I'm thinking of the other Zach. Oh, uh, uh, Notorious. Right. Yeah, that's right. Notorious. Anyway, that's you're like Jonathan Cerna. You're Jonathan Cerna in my phone, so I'm clearly no fun. Let's see what Connor is. Connor's just Connor because I only know one. Uh, <laughs> there can be only say, one. Let it be Connor McCloud. Y- you are... Uh, Jack Jenga ship Edithel. Yeah, I, I, I do the j- same thing. I, I've got the I've got the uh, handles for most people. I mean, uh, our well, our friend's uh, hat is John Crazy Boy or John Rocket Whore or I mean, everyone's got. I mean, even well, with, Jules. With, J- Jules is Julia Jules. Well, which, with all the Johns, especially the ones who spell it J O H N, that's mm-hmm. that you have to do it like that. Well, like yeah, the way God intended. Just exactly. <laughs> okay. Actually, speaking of speaking of names, Jack, what a, I, I assume that at the, at this uh, event redacted, I am going to be required to give a speech. Um, you don't have to if you don't want to. In fact, no, no, no. I, 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 I wouldn't mind. It's just 
What would I call you? You can call me Jack. People know me on Facebook oh, as Jack. So okay. everyone understands, even my own family and even my bride-to-be knows that I go by Jack. So you, maybe no, you should say Jenga. Work, you guys maybe, say Jenga. I, maybe that's something I work in. Jenga the they may not understand actually because <laughs> most people know me on Facebook like Jenga. Who the hell is Jenga? Like, oh, well, I think old school people who listen to the old school podcast like there's one guy who will get super excited and be like, Jenga Jam. Although his son will be there. So maybe not. <laughs> that's really that's really uh, cool. i'll make sure i have multiple angles yeah but uh but yeah i mean i don't know if you, oh oh maybe so a whole groomsman speech or something maybe you'll be the front man for that yeah i'll figure it out yeah um actually connor did you get in that thing we were talking about no oh that sucks it's not even shipped oh and it's supposed to be delivered today so I I got my I got in my camera bag that I'm going to be toting around and I'm actually I'm very happy with it so far. It fits my little uh 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 4Ti with the mm-hmm. with the battery grip in just fine. So I'm I'm pretty excited to be Is this your first time using the battery grip? No, no, I've been using the uh, I've been using the battery grip since uh I think you had it on last year. Yeah, I had it at at RTX, and I had it at uh, at Pack South. Oh, but I wasn't I wasn't shooting a whole lot at Pack South, so you may not have seen it. But uh, no, I've had it for a while, it, and it's one of the reasons why I got the backpack that I did because I was like, oh hey, I I need this for the battery grip, and then it turns out the backpack is way too fucking big for for hauling around a convention floor. For as yes. luggage, it's just fine. Mm-hmm. As luggage, it's great. Uh, but as a Everyday, not inconspicuous bag, absolutely does not work. This bag which is, which you see this the, weekend, very sorry? much what I was looking for. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That honestly, and that's where I'm running into a similar issue. Where now with this new purchase, my bag, my very very nice bag, is no longer big enough. I am actually gonna have to go to the uh, the rollerboard bags, like that that kind of size. And once again, those are not convention floor bags. No. So I either have to, A, bring this suitcase bag and bring a secondary bag, or just deal with a bag that I know last year was a royal pain in the butt backside to trout about, even though I wasn't carrying all 30 pounds, of 35 pounds of it. Yeah, and and you shoot differently than I do. I mean, I'm very, I may not even bring my my zoom lens, my my, uh, 35 to, to 105. Is that what it is? Uh, you're out, if you've got a 24 to 105 f4, that's what I would bring. Well, but the the reason being is I like the pictures that I get from my primes a lot better, and I know the mm. best pictures that I took last year were with were with my 85 millimeter prime. So that's the, the that is the the le- the the least uh, versatile lens in my kit. But it's my favorite. Oh no, no, and the eighty. I'm guessing the eighty-five one eight, or the eighty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one of the best prime lenses out there. It's is what it is. Yeah. And yes, you you and I shoot two different styles. I shoot. I have to shoot certain things, so I need to have the zoom lenses and the wide angle. But if I could, I would just walk around with my twenty-four to seventy on because that's a. For those of you who don't understand cameras. I'm sorry, we're talking way over. Yeah, into the, sorry, sorry. To the, the, nerd, the nerdum now. 
But basically, it, <laughs> you it, can skip a couple of minutes into the into the podcast it, and, and and skip all this mess. Why didn't you tell me ahead of time? <laughs> no, you can't. No, no, you're you here. Can't. I'm talking to the people listening later on. Aww. No, you're stuck but, with this. <laughs> by the way, if you ever want a uh, camera uh, advice, you can look on YouTube or you can talk to Jonathan or myself because we like talking photo. But any, but yeah, a good walk around lens, you'll see a lot of people at PAX and a lot of people will as well. That some photogs will either go overboard, which is what I intended to do, or they'll have one camera with your 16 to 35 or your 24 to 70 or your uh, 24 to 105 f4. Because those three lenses, especially in a very close quarters environment, work very well. And you're 85. I bet it looks amazing. The problem is you probably got to be about 10 feet away from your subject. And that's kind of hard to do at cons. Yeah, even farther because I'm running a... Uh, a uh, oh, it's a 1x. It's a 1.5. Yeah. Crop. Ooh, so that's like 25 feet. That's that's one of the reasons why I run my... I normally run my 28 because it 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 averages out to about a 44 which is okay. which is a decent walking around lens, and I just I, I found that if that I don't get the really nice looking bokeh unless I uh, open it up a lot, and then I lose sharpness. So I'm I'm I don't know at, at this point I don't like like you were saying it's just two different styles, and I really like the more artsy fartsy look with with lots of bokeh in the background. I might just decide you Everyone know what I'm opening up this bitch. I don't care. I'm gonna have like as narrow a field of view as possible or depth of uh, depth of field as possible and deal with it. You know what? Nope. These, these pictures are probably never going to be printed. They're going to be people's avatars or they're going to be showing up on Facebook. And in that case, the sharpness isn't as important. I don't know. I'll, 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 I'll make the call when I get there, yeah. but I will have my flash again. So that'll be something to play around with as well. And I'm honestly kind of excited. A, because PAX East was my first PAX. So that, uh, last year was my first one when I, I think stayed with you guys again. Was it last year? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think so. I, no, did I you, with, how, wait a minute. Didn't you go to – okay, you went to PAX East last year. I went and to then East you also ended Prime, up at Prime. And then South, and now I'm back to East. Yeah. So I've done the, I've done the circuit this yeah, year. PAX, uh, PAX East was actually my first PAX as well back in, what, 2010? Jack? That'd be the first 2010. one. 2010, that was the very first PAX uh, East. Yeah, yeah, I've been to every one so far. This was my sixth, which is nuts. Yeah, this is, I think, the first time I'm going to an odd-numbered PAX East. I think so, because you this is like the, you've had the PAX East curse like every other year you'd miss. Yeah, because in 2011, I missed because of a cruise? Probably a cruise. I don't remember. And then 2013, no, 2011, I lost my job. 2013 right. was the cruise. 13 was the cruise, yeah. So this time around, you're, you're good to go, which is kind of amazing. Well, what, what helped out was the fact that I now have much more vacation at my job. So I am also taking a cruise this year, but <laughs> I can afford to, to go and, and do packs. So that's, that's great. And also, Boston's all covered in snow, so that's going to make for some awesome for people who do cosplay photography. Oh my or god! You, like uh. just taking a snow pictures. I I'm going to say right now we're going to get about fifty Elsas or some sort of a oh Bioshock the newest Bioshock. What's her name? Uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah, I bet a bunch of Elizabeths in the snow because that's just going to be awesome. I'm yeah. hoping for Ice Kings. Oh, nice. would be good. Uh, the various winter uh, League of Legends skin cosplays would be good. 
I, I mean, either way, this this is like the one time a year where if you have a dark shaded blue costume, just go outside and it, the, the scenery writes itself. Yeah, it's that is actually some of my favorite pictures I've taken in the snow. So I'm looking forward to that, but I'm not as looking forward to the logistics. And and Connor and, and actually both of you guys straight up, we're staying at the Langdon. And it's mm-hmm. about 0.7 miles away. So it's a little bit of a walk. And the problem is, is that normally that would not be an issue. Because that's like what? Not eight or nine minutes. In, oh, at, yeah. at most. Yeah, right. in, in a normal in, environment. In a but non-winter wonderland. <laughs> yeah. In lots of snow, it's one going to take a little bit longer, be a little bit more arduous. So one of the nice things about where we're staying is it is in the hotel system. So it's very possible that we'll have access to a shuttle. There you go. That'll work. Um, That'd be nice. And I, and I figure if we can't get a shuttle, we've got Uber. And we're not going to be going back and forth that much. Right. So it shouldn't be that big of an, an issue. Worst case scenario, I have warm boots. Yes. Uh, that's the thing. I'm, I'm going to bring – I'll bring my nice heavy coat. I'll bring some gloves. But honestly, it's just making sure the pants don't get too wet by the time you get there because – yeah, it's it's been really funny though to see that Pax is like, "Are you sure you're prepared for the cold of Boston?" Uh, tweets that have been going out. Yeah, it's I've like, actually what? Reading... warning. It's snowing in Boston. In case you haven't heard by any of the news outlets that's saying Boston's well, under ten feet of snow. Is this the first big snow at Pax? I think so. Like, I mean, I've seen snow on the ground, but it's never really coincided with a snowstorm because usually it's in March, and by March it's usually like late winter. It's cold, but never. I've never actually seen. I don't remember actually seeing a lot of snow. On the ground. It wasn't that even that cold. It was. No, it was. It was like fifty degrees most of the time. Yeah, there were times when I didn't even need my jacket. Oh, <laughs> and there's a good possibility it's gonna snow on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, now, actually, Jack, last year was the year we took those pictures out by the bridge. You're in a t-shirt. That's right. Yeah, gosh, it was it was pretty. I mean, it was a little chilly in the t-shirt, granted, but it was comfortable enough I could do that for a short period of time. Yeah, it was unseasonably warm that year. This year, gosh, I'm thinking. The more I think about it, it, yeah, dude, I may have to drive up like either late through Friday night or just um, early, early Saturday, like morning, like around midnight, and then just head up to Boston that way when the roads are clear. I gotta figure out parking too. So, I don't want to pay an arm and leg for uh, for the hotel or whatever it is, parking. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out for you, and we that may be able to be subsidized. Yay! Uh, mm-hmm. But um, so here's the scenario: we're gonna have a ton of geeks all in the same place in snowfall. How many Hoth references are going to be <laughs> until until we get sick of it? I have an idea. Let's okay. have a Hoth drinking game. You oh have my a flask, God. I have a flask. From I'll every acquire, reference, take a I'll acquire, I'll acquire a flask. I, I don't have a flask, but I can, I can probably get one. Actually, I may uh, not because our, our conditions here aren't going to be good tomorrow. So I may not be able to get out and – oh, actually, I think I have a flask somewhere. I'll just have to – yeah. Okay. So all right. All right, Jack. So your Hoth drinking game, w- what are the rules? Okay. Anytime there is a reference to uh, to Hoth or one of the walkers, take a sip. If they, uh, if someone pantomimes one of those walker things falling down, you have to take two two sips. Oh, God. Uh, what else? Oh, here's here's a wild card. Anytime you hear the phrase 
do you want to build a snowman? We would die. <laughs> and I think I don't think he'd make it to the convention center. For, no, we would we would so... die, Connor. We would die in the snow, drunk and 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 frightened. Mm. Okay, oh, how about this? If someone does, okay, so I I don't know what the cutoff would be for this though. If someone is doing the line, this may smell bad, kid, but it'll keep you warm until <laughs> I get the shelter built. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Well <laughs> that um, might be a finish the flask. That might be a, if you that, hear that, that, that it's that's a lot. Yeah. That, that's the golden snitch. Yeah. But it has to be the whole phrase. It can't just be, I thought they smelled bad on the outside with someone laying in the snow. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys have an idea for the drinking game, you can tweet it at Clib Shark. As long as it won't kill us. Well, or maybe I, th- I, th- may- I think we're already halfway there. Whoa! So fuck. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I knew that was, was going to lead. Yep. Uh, no, it's going to be fun though. Just I, I think East is going to be East was my first last year. It's going to be fun again this year. There's actually a lot of stuff that. I'm kind of interested to go see because there's, well, I haven't actually looked at all the entries yet, but there's more like, ooh, okay, ooh, okay, ooh, okay. Yeah, a lot I of overlap, though. Over right yeah, now. I, this might be a year where I make a very, uh, very concerted effort to get to the, uh, the Rooster Teeth panel. I know last few years I've kind of missed it. And uh, I know actually last year I missed it because I went to go find Martha. Oh, man, and this is. I can understand why. This is the first like major event they're doing post Monty, right? It is, yeah. And yes. and it's the same event where they introduce Monty. That's true. Gosh, six we were all years? there for that. Yeah, five years ago. hmm It's nuts to me. Yeah. So, so that'll be that Saturday. It's also right? a very uh, it's also a very interesting crew that they're sending. Yeah, isn't it uh Jack, Gilby, and who was the other? I thought, I thought it was Blaine or somebody or my Blaine sounds Blaine sounds right. Actually, with Gilby, it kind of makes sense because I think that's where they first met him. I think he, I... I think he was a Pax East kid uh, and a, a fan at the time, and then he kind of got it on and eventually uh, signed on with the company. Ah, oh, bummer! It's Friday. The Rooster panels on Friday. Yeah, it's yep. it's it's always the Friday first after- panel. It's always the first mate, other than the Penny Arcade. It's yeah, it's historically been that, which I I find interesting. That's. A, a vote of confidence, or B, it's just like, hey, all the press are here. Let's get the photo with the entire stadium fill because I don't know if it – I'm sure it's up somewhere, but my one from Pack South, it was a smaller theater than what they normally have, but the Rooster Teeth panel was a packed house. Yeah, yeah. Lila Cockerel Theater is a very nice theater, but I think as far as main theaters go, uh, well, it, it's, it's deceiving because it's one of those where it has the three balconies and yeah. – I, I don't know how it compares. I don't know that it compares to something like uh, like PAX East where they're essentially just the taking ground. the biggest room they have and just putting tons of seats in it. Yeah, I, honestly, I still think Prime had the best main theater, and that's maybe because I got an awesome photo from it. But the stadium seating is always nice. But honestly, the from the shots I have seen of, from the stage – just seeing a, a sea of people. I don't know. It could, it's honestly, I think it's going to be good because also 
they're going to show a lot of stuff from what they keep hinting at. Yeah, there have been lots of hints that that there's going to be some pretty major stuff. And I mean, we've already seen the the Laser Team trailer. So, I mean, they might do have an alternate trailer that they show or they might just show that one again. Uh, but uh, but they've, that's that's one thing that they probably won't. And I'm thinking we get an, a Red versus Blue season 13 trailer. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the big scuttlebutt. Uh, we'll probably get also get like their next big. We you know what we haven't gotten a day five trailer. Yeah, huh? They might pull the trigger on that. Oh, well, yeah. I mean they've it's been hinted that they've had that script written or ready for I think it's like last summer. Yeah, oh. and when Laser Team wrapped, they may have decided to to actually put some resources into it. Because I, I think it, they were two different teams. They were sharing some writers and, and some, other, some other deals, but they were going to be two kind of separate productions. Sort of like with, uh, with Ten Little Roosters. Like our, our good friend Rocket John, when, we, when he was like, hey, I'm doing contract stuff for Rooster Teeth, we were like, oh, well, you're doing Laser Team. He's like, no, I'm not doing Laser Team. And it turns out he was doing Ten Little Roosters. By the way, that was a very, very nice change of pace. I that, think was, that was... That was, that, that again, was... kind of getting back to the short, the, the old school shorts. Yeah. Which appeals to the older generation, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We're the older generation. We're the greatest generation of Richard We are. Oh, well, I, I think Dark Bowler is about to hit 10 years. My original account already has. About to hit 10 years. How quaint. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh young, young summer child. We love you, Connor. <laughs> but oh, I yeah. tell you, of everything I've seen on the, the schedule so far, the, the really the one thing I'm actually only excited to see, everything else is like, if it's cool, I get to get there. The Thornwatch panel, I definitely want to make an effort to go there. Yeah, I think that's going to be another one that we try and get, get in on because in the past, it, going to the Thornwatch panel has been the way into uh, playing Thornwatch. And I know that's how, well, ostensibly that's how you and I got into the game last time. Uh, yeah. Wink. <laughs> not um, exploiting connections. No, not at all. all. No. But, uh, I mean, I love playing the game. And I'd love to. I don't know if it's ready yet or if they're close to ready or how they do it. I'd love to be able to take a board home and play it with my nieces because I think they'd really get into it. Yeah. When I played it at Prime uh, with Oboe, it was very similar to the the version that we played. It was just a different map. And... Uh, I think there was like one more character that was available, but okay. but by and large, I think they have the mechanics down. I don't I don't know that they're going to be making very many uh, like big mechanical changes. I think you might see some tweaks in characters, and I think they're still trying to figure out the briar lock. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that works out. There are a, there are actually a bunch of board game panels, and I, I was looking on the su- on the board gaming uh, subreddit. And they had a list of all the board game related panels. There's like two on game design and oh, then wow. one on the phenomena of board gaming bars and cafes, which I think would be kind of interesting if I didn't already kind of like it's not a new phenomenon. The whole playing board games while you're drunk for me. So it's it. And I don't want to sound like a super like like board gaming, drinking hipster or anything. Or but, lush. <laughs> or a lush. But like 
when we went to Card Kingdom in Seattle and we were playing games there, everyone was just like, oh my God, this is so cool. I'm like, and, and like at that point, I had had a few drinks and I was a little salty and I was like, welcome to my normal Saturday night, bitches. <laughs> I, I was kind of being a jerk about it. But, uh, but the fact is, is that for a long time, that was my Saturday night. And it's interesting to see that a lot of these people are getting these, the, like a similar experience in their hometown at one of these these bars and they and it's to the point where they have an entire panel at PAX and, yeah. and that, that is kind of cool um, it's one of the later ones and Jack and actually Connor you and I may have a commitment that we will need to discuss off air so we uh, we may not be able to go to, to like that one understood you know another thing I'm looking forward to at PAX East this year Travi I haven't seen my good buddy since oh, he moved out of Philadelphia. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's going to be there. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons the reasons I'm go. Like, if it were just the convention, I've been to a number of these, and it's cool to be able to like, go to these things and do them. But, like, I could have skipped this year. But I feel like if this is my only chance to see, like, certain people, then – and the hanging out with people, it's consistently the best part of PAX East. Uh, absolutely. And I was looking at the pictures that I took. Uh, for those of you – and and actually, so I so since he doesn't listen to this, and he's kind of, uh, he's kind of shielded from from our discussion and from what's been released on Twitter. Uh, I, our good friend uh, Lauren uh, at Lauren Doodles on Twitter uh, opened up flash commissions today, and I got a really wicked idea. I'm like, I'm gonna have her commission. I'm gonna commission her to do something for Martha. Since I'm going to see her, it seems like it seemed like the thing to do. And then I'm like, but what would I have Martha doing? And I don't, I don't really know. And I, I was just like, well, how do you not, not really sure. know? Take I, I don't know. I was basically, I came to the conclusion that I was like, what if we, I commissioned a picture of Silas as a guardian from Destiny? Oh, that'd be kind of cool. So if you look, actually, she has released the picture. Uh, so if you go on uh, on Lauren's Twitter, you can see uh, that commission and at Lauren A. Crozer. Yeah, is I that, pro- I, oh that, Lauren Doodle. Good. Okay, you know you're right. Lauren A., Lauren A. Crozer is her uh, is her Twitter. Lauren yeah. Doodles is her gamer tag. That that's right. That's right. I mean that's a good choice. I would have probably done something like Martha in her fairy costume with an accordion, like flicking a like a cigarette into the into the burning Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and <laughs> and I know Silas still. And I actually asked. Martha, if Silas still played Destiny, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he's he's such and such level." I'm like, "Uh, well, I think we have a surprise for him." And then I'm so bad at keeping surprises to myself. I'm like, "Do you want to see it?" And she's like, "Yeah." So uh, I, so I sent it to her, and she was like, "Oh my god!" Because of course you can't just, even though it's gonna be like two days from now. Well, and, and like I said, I don't know that Silas himself has seen it. Ah. Uh. So it'll be kind of cool to to see his reaction when I, uh, assuming that Martha hasn't already shown it to him. I don't know what her time frame is on that. So, uh, but if you look at the picture, I mean, it's I, I don't know what what Silas's guardian looks like in Destiny. So we kept things uh, very basic, but it's very clear of what he is, and it's really cool because Silas actually dressed up as a hunter for Halloween. So that's, I, that's I'm, really I'm looking awesome. forward to seeing what his reaction is to all that because yeah, I don't know. I, by, I, sounds... by the way, if if you haven't, uh, if you're listening to this either now or later, and you don't know who 
Lauren is, go look at some of her drawings. She does uh, speed drawing for the RT podcast. She is probably one of the best. Like, I I can't call it like. No, she's the best. But she's the best. Like she's no, she's just really damn good at like knocking out these crazy little doodle. That's that's why she calls herself doodles. But they are really really good. So. And next time she opens up a commission, send her money. Throw money at her face. Go ahead. Take my money. Or let your money be taken by her. Give her all the monies, I think. Is Give her all the monies. We all you can them. only take so much of my money until it's <laughs> all gone and I say <laughs> no more. Shut up and take my money. So, all right. Oh, but okay, yes, back so to the east. I'm going to address the elephant in the room and say that, Jack, you suggested that we, we bring flasks and play a drinking game. Yep. I am not checking any luggage. So I cannot bring any booze. I see. Bum, 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 bum. So what you're saying is I have to be like Gandhi and become the change I want to see in the world? Exactly. So What? So well, Gandhi had a quote. He says you have to become the change you want to see in the world. So if I want to see drinking games at this year's PAX East, I have to supply some drinks. And you know what? Honestly, I'm out of booze here, so it probably makes sense for me to replenish my supply. Whatever doesn't get used, I can always take home. Exactly. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. And I will chip in. I, I will throw you some cash. Like I'll swing I by actually, Total Wine tomorrow after work. Yeah, I I'll, well. uh, I'll throw some money at you. Like I, I will actually wad up some money and throw it at you. Fair enough. I, I, I can't wait to see this. I, I'm not fancy. However the money gets to me. You, you already know? <laughs> so uh, so anything anything you want, like... Talking about like Remy Martin VSOP. What, what are we uh, looking at here? Look, you're the one. You're the one flying. I'm just. I'm not, flying. I'm not flying. I'm driving. No, no, no. It, it, the uh, the expression is you fly, I buy. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. I'm flying and hopefully knock, knock, knock on everything. All right, I'm thinking. So, Connor, one... you should you shouldn't even say anything. <laughs> right. Say nothing because I will. I, I will say that. Last year, PAX East was definitely my most troublesome uh, travel experience that I had done. So much so that I got 100 bucks back from American Airlines. What? Yeah. I have never gotten money back. Well, you need to ask. You need to, you need to kind of be a jerk. And I know that's going to be tough for you, given how you are. But, um, and, and the reason why they gave me money is because they outright canceled my flight home. So... Uh, and, and that was the situation where I had to drive back to Oklahoma at three in the morning, Ooh. which was, which was not fun, but we, we did it. Yeah. They, it, just put me up, they just keep putting me up in hotels. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, so I guess I, you know what? I'm not going to call out people I want to see there because they already know who I want to see. And, and it's unfair if I miss someone because I inevitably will. But I'm looking forward to seeing all of your pretty faces there. Yay. As am I. I want to see everyone who I can see. And if I don't see you, I'll be sad. If I do see you, I'll be happy. Blanket statement. It's always interesting to, to see who shows up to these things like that you don't expect. Like, I think last year we saw Mishu there, which was kind oh, of yeah. surprising. Yeah. We're like, the fuck are you doing here? That's kind of a surprise. Like or like, out of the blue. Or like at South when we saw uh, Torah Oles. And we're like, and I'm like, what the hat? Why are you here? She's like, oh, I'm here for the weekend. I'm like, 
from Norway? <laughs> well, well, the, the, the question was, why are you in America? And and she was she had actually been in Austin for a few weeks, so it was just a hop, skip, and a jump to go to go down to San Antonio. But anyway, uh, back back to East. I really hope that the the snow does not impede anything much. I know there's going to be issues. I know that uh, that there are going to be troubles. Guys, dress warm. Yep. Um, buy that thermal underwear. I know it's kind of dorky. Get it anyway. And, and be sure and wear it because it, it, it's just great. It really is. Mm-hmm. Wear layers. I'm going to be wearing my awesome uh, black wool uh, trench coat, which, which, which is pimping. And, uh, and I'm really I'm – actually, I'm actually really, good, really glad that you guys are going to see that because it's by far my best-looking piece of clothing. I have considered going to win TO in the past just so I can wear that coat. There you go. Like I – I missed it this year, like for a good reason. I was taste testing food for uh, event name redacted. But uh, I looked at AccuWeather.com. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Boston is only expecting an inch or two. Okay, that's good. on Thursday. So uh, that's reasonable. That's that's that, not yeah. an, an inch or two on Thursday. However, the highs are going to be thirty for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, and oh, that's yeah, twenty. Fun. Actually, I mean, not even 26, 37, 26 on Friday, thirty-seven on Saturday, and then a balmy forty degrees on Sunday. So I'll be driving home in some nice weather. So, like, I, I mean, really, the the below freezing temperatures means that we're going to have ice, and that's fine. I mean, we can deal with a little bit of ice. Ice, ice, baby. Yeah, you're exactly. as cold as ice. <sighs> Thank you both you. realize I'm. <laughs> I, I will be sleeping near you. Okay, actually, one more, one more thing before we go. So, Jack, do you remember a couple of weeks ago, or I, yeah, I guess it was a few weeks ago, we had our North Korea show? I, gosh, that was so fun. I do remember. That was a month ago back, or two months ago, I think, during the whole uh, the interview scandal. Right. So I came up with, what was it, like seven or eight North Korea jokes. Yep. And, and they were varying degrees of bad. So I tested them out before they were on the air. I tested a bunch of them out on one of my coworkers. Well, today, my coworker chose to get his revenge. So oh, God. We have a, we have a, uh, a player on the, the Oklahoma City Thunder named Brian West, or, uh, Russell Westbrook, and yep. he wears number zero. Well, he recently got hit in the face so hard that it left a dent. Well, that dent has been corrected, but... Since he plays basketball and, and stuff can happen to your face in basketball, he's going to be wearing a mask. So what we have is a player wearing zero wearing a mask. So he is the mask of Zorro. Of Zorro. You know? And I'm just like, oh, my God, that's so terrible. Then he didn't stop. He actually told some very colorful jokes, like uh, just, just really, really off-color stuff assaulting me, if you will, with these jokes. So much so that I nearly hung myself with my own headphone cable. I did not realize that my comeuppance would come that quickly and that he would have his revenge that soon. I I actually, I'm trying to think of one of the jokes that he told besides that one because that one actually wasn't that good. Uh, And what have we learned, kids? Noise-canceling headphones and ignoring coworkers. Oh, God. I tried to put my headphones on, but he's like, no, you're not getting away from me that easy. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, 
That's amazing. I've never gotten my comeuppance. I've put so many awful puns into the world, and I've never paid for it ever. Oh, don't don't worry. It's gonna be like RTX twenty twenty or whatever the Toronto event is in five years. You'll no, get it. Actually, I have an invitation from uh, from a couple of our fans. It's uh, apparently Hughes Briss. Huh. Interesting. I don't think I even knew a Hugh. Hughes Briss. Uh, so <sighs> Jack, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like this all the time. Uh, that oh, I guess but, that's fair. But if you're at PAX uh, Prime, uh, PAX East, damn it, PAX Prime. Why do you say PAX Prime? PAX East. Uh, and you see us, so you want to hang out with us, or just say hi. You can tweet me at Jack Edithil or him at Road underscore Block or us at Glib Shark or our friend Connor at Dark Bowler. That's also a possibility. Yes. Oh, man. So I guess uh, next Tuesday's our after-action report? Well, next Tuesday is actually pretty special because uh, we're celebrating an anniversary of sorts. Oh, gosh. 400 and 100. 400 episodes. God, Lord almighty. Between Late Night Jenga Jam and the new Glib Shark era, 400 episodes. And then... After that, 100 episodes of the podcast, right? 100 episodes of the podcast. So we're so celebrating. Overall, we've done 500 podcasts. And that's not even like that doesn't, that doesn't even count, count like the, the dark, specials. Yeah, the, the specials or the dark, the dark ages, the dark podcast era where it wasn't recorded or the podcast marathons. Like we've had three or four of those. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So we're probably well over 500 hours of content now, but I think it's going to be a super special extravaganza of a show. So. Maybe you'll see some faces you haven't – or hear some voices you haven't heard in a while. Just I saying. Hope so. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. We, wow. We're going to work on getting, uh, getting some old favorites back. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, gosh, until then, uh, on behalf of Jonathan Cerna, Lauren Urban, and the entire Glib Shark staff, this is Jack Edithel wishing you good night, good health, and saying, oh, man, stay sharky, my friends. I guess. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, saying. Talk to I don't know. I had a sitcom ready for me. Ready. I've been trying to reference like an obscure TV show every time after the show, but I think that's sort of post sledgehammer. I don't think I'm going to be able to beat that, you know? Or kiss my grits. That would be a good one. Damn. I thought of that. I mean, no place, child. Oh, I meant to say congratulations to all the Guardians, too, because that whole selection came oh, out. Oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, yeah. By the way, if we're still recording, yeah. um, man, rest in peace, Leonard. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We totally, oh, yeah. Totally. Well, yeah. You know what? We'll, we'll, we'll leave this bit in because we can, we can remember the man a little bit. Uh, I oh. just Star Trek was one of the first like, sci-fi series that I actually remember because my dad was a big fan. So yeah. obviously Spock was a big part of that and then going into the movies. And I remember I think my my best non-Star Trek uh, memory of Leonard Nimoy that doesn't involve Bilbo Baggins is <laughs> he was in the 70s versions of, of 70s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, and uh, he, he almost killed Donald Sutherland by giving him a, a mild sedative. 
I remember wow. him from his Simpsons cameos, which were brilliant. Oh, God, yes. I mean, I love the monorail episode, which is arguably the <laughs> best Simpsons episode of all time. Where say he like says, well, I guess my work here is done. And Barney's like, wait a minute. You didn't do anything. And he's like, didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I? And he beams away. <laughs> Just brilliant. I think he was also in Invasion America, which is something that very few people will remember. But it was like this WB animated series. And I'm pretty sure Leonard Nimoy did the voice of one of the villains. Uh, Leonard Nimoy also did the voice of Galvatron in the Transformers movie. Of course. Classic role there. Oh, he was General Conrad, the first main antagonist. I think in the pirate, he was like one of the uh, the major villains and one of the dragon's agents. Ah, classic. And then he also did like 500 other things, including being one hell of a photographer. Oh, yeah. His oh, really? I didn't amazing. actually know that. Yeah. Oh, man. Like some of his – and also because of his access. Don't Let's not state that for the lit, but he knew how to take a photo and he could just – he could capture emotion. Yeah. I mean the guy's – the guy's got more accolades and more things that he's done in his life than probably 50 people combined. And the man did what he said he would do. You know, he said he asked us to do. You know, he lived long. 83 is a long time to, to have a life, to be on this earth. 83 times the earth went around the sun when he was here and he prospered. I mean, if you want an idea of how to live your life and what to do and how, how to examine a life well lived, you could do a lot worse than Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, I, I, hit the photography deal actually kind of makes sense because he directed how many movies? Three, two. He directed two Star Treks, I believe. And I believe he directed he the, uh, a couple of episodes of other series as well. I I know he did two Voyagers for sure. I can't, and the episode names are like on the tip of my tongue because I was a Voyager kid. That was my first Star Trek experience. But then of course. TNG and uh, original series because, well, you can't not. Yeah, there was actually a really, really sad picture that I saw, and it's kind of making me sad all over again, but it's a picture, the top image is of Spock, McCoy, Kirk, and Scotty all at the same table, and then the next image is like after they've all left and Kirk is all alone in the room. That's yeah. You know, one beautiful thing that's come out of it is that so many Canadians are drawing Spock onto their $5 bills. Oh, that yes. The Bank of that, Canada yes. has to stop. Well, I <laughs> mean, yourself. it's almost too perfect. I mean, honestly, like, I don't even know what the guy's name is. Sir Winfred Laurier? Like, it doesn't I, matter what his name is. You mean. should just put Spock on your money, Canada. Just saying, as a frequent visitor and lover of your country, um, just put Spock on your money, please. And as a frequent lover of people in your country, please put Spock on your money. That really – that doesn't figure at all, but I like Canadian women. Hmm. There I said it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's such good enough. So on behalf of Lauren Urban, Jonathan Cerna, and the entire Gloop Shark staff, this is Jack Edithel saying good night, good health, and live long and prosper. That's all for this week's episode of Glib Shark. But you can find more swimming around the internet. Go fishing for us on iTunes. We're a five-star catch. Or follow us on Twitter, at Glib Shark. You can even drop us a line, glibshark at gmail.com. 
Until next week, stay sharky, my friends. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.